Hello, I'm Jamie, and this is our podcast on men's mental health. I'm joined by Will. Good morning. And James. Hello. We also have a special guest from men's mental health charity, Andy's Man Club. This is Word on Wearside. Men are facing a crisis. No one really talks about men's mental health anyway. It's 46% say they're embarrassed to share their feelings about mental health. In the UK, the single biggest cause of death among men under 45 is suicide. And this is significant. 49% admit that they're feeling more depressed than they let on. The lads think, oh, I can't talk about the thing because they're going to get judged for being less of a man. Men are dying on average five years earlier than women and for largely preventable reasons. So welcome. Obviously, we know men's mental health is a really sensitive topic. Um, if you do need to take a break throughout the podcast, you need to pause it and stop listening, then we totally understand. Um, we are recording this in November, which is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Obviously, really important as it sheds light on what is a very important topic, which isn't spoken about enough, in my opinion. Yeah, like especially here in the northeast, it's not spoken about enough, and I, I feel like with the northeast being working class, like people do struggle to open up about their mental health, and the northeast has the highest sur- suicide rate in the entire country, with twenty-two point two per hundred thousand uh, committing suicide. That's a really shocking statistic. Really, really yeah. We have a special guest called Michael Chaplow, who's from Andy's Man Club. That is a mental health charity based in Sunderland, and they have stations based all over the country. We asked Michael, how does it help men suffer from depression? Andy's Man Club supports men who are struggling with depression in a number of different ways, but it doesn't mainly by giving them a safe space to open up and talk. They do this to open um, to other like-minded men in order to be able to sort of get things off the chest in a room full of men who've been through similar things. So obviously Michael says that men feel more comfortable speaking to people in the same environment as them, which... For me, totally makes sense. You're going to feel more comfortable talking to somebody who's going through the same situation as you, the same experience, rather than like an outsider. And like it allows them to relate to like people around them. And maybe when they're going to the man's club, they can talk about whatever they want. And it's a safe space for them to feel like they can't do it outside there. So it's really important for them to get things off their chest and probably lift pressure on them. Definitely. And I think that men do stereotypically feel less comfortable talking to women about their feelings don't want to be seen as weak don't want to be seen as weak or masculine yet no definitely what do you think has like contributed to the men's mental health so obviously the the um, covid pandemic obviously a few years ago has been a massive thing that's not affected not just the uk but obviously all countries over the world going into lockdown was probably one of the hardest things for every single family because you know, not being able to go outside or being afraid of breaking the rules, you know, is a big thing. Um, but obviously the cost of living crisis, which is again linked to the pandemic, has had a massive impact on families because with the prices of food and drink going up, you know, it's leaving people without money and obviously it's making them be on the homelessness streets. And yeah. this is another thing as well as employment. Um, you know, people without jobs because of the pandemic which again links to shoplifting and it's just not great at all. Yeah, and obviously men can't go out in the, in the pandemic. Obviously they couldn't go outside, we couldn't go to the pub with our friends, which is obviously something that's Massive really good thing, to yeah. affect your mental health in a positive way. And a lot of men were alone during the pandemic, which is 
they'll just be going around in there. Yeah, head. exactly. It, it's the worst thing you can be mentally alone with your own thoughts. And so we did ask Michael, has the number of men suffering from mental health in recent years rose? Sadly, the number of men suffering with depression has rose in recent years. It's due to a number of factors. The pandemic's played a major part in everything that's happened over the past certainly three and a half, four years, but also things like the cost of living crisis, which has came as a result, has had a massive impact. A lot of men have lost, lost their jobs, lost their families, all sorts of different things that's happened to them. And sadly, as a result of that, that's meant that more men are now struggling with their mental health. Michael was saying like the unemployment rate um, after the pandemic shot up. So people were left, like their job is like, could be like, their livelihood and how they're providing and like not having the money and prices just going up each day each day like it's just not good for their head yeah definitely and with like men you want to be the provider for your family you want to look after your family definitely because you don't want to feel like a letdown Mm. you know as you said like uh, families rely on income and if you've got no income you're homeless and if you're homeless you know your mental health yeah it's just going to spiral and like you just want to be able to provide that income for your family. Like, has the cost of living affected you two in any way? Yeah, I mean, and I'm only 19, and I can't imagine what it'll be like for someone who's got a family to provide for, they've got a house to pay for, and if you're losing your job, uh, you can't afford to pay for anything, and that's obviously going to make you feel it's like... It's just going to, like, add added pressure on you, and, like, it's just not good for you whatsoever. See, it has affected me, but it hasn't. You know, I've been working the last eight years, so obviously I'm... A saved money up which is handy but um it's still not great for myself obviously with petrol prices going up yeah obviously in the northeast the mental health crisis has definitely been a major major problem as jim said earlier the statistics in the northeast is absolutely horrific uh so we asked michael why does he think that the mental health rate in the northeast is the worst in the uk i'm not entirely sure why the northeast is the highest rate of male suicide in the country but i think a number of factors could be brought into play. The North East still has a very high working mentality, still working class mentality and working class background. Things going back as far as the mines being closed still has a massive knock-on effect in large parts of the North East, certainly a lot of the mining villages. So there's a huge area of sort of things like that. Unemployment's highest, homelessness is really high. There's a huge factor of different things that's happening in the North East as opposed to the rest of the country. So, relating to what Michael said, like homelessness is very high in the UK, but especially in the northeast at the minute, like especially around Christmas time, it's very like hard for people to provide, and then they feel the need to buy like presents for their like loved ones and that, and that's very difficult. And then also with the northeast being like working class and like relating to the mines shutting like like in the nineteen nineties, yeah, and like. So the people would have lost that. Mainly men wouldn't know what to do with yeah, themselves. Yeah, definitely like, a hangover from that. Yeah, still you can still see it now, especially like down in Sunderland, where like that was like the main mm-hmm. income for the region. Yeah, definitely. One thing which I do think we should talk about is the ages of people suffering with mental health. I mean, I think everyone can say that they've had some sort of mental health issue, no matter how old they are. Uh, I mean, I'm 19. I've suffered mental health, uh, but obviously, I think it's more prominent for people who are middle-aged yeah, i like, mean if you look uh, at the people who are middle-aged find it harder to speak up yeah like totally, people like your because they're older age. so they're used to the like, old-fashioned stigma yeah old-fashioned like, ways totally i mean if you look at the uh f- the biggest killer of men aged 45 is suicide which is men i mean like, that's that is 
it's a shocking statistic, which is really sad to think about. So 45 so young so as well. Young, like, so we asked Michael what the most common age of people who attended the charity was. Personally, I wouldn't say there's a particularly common age range for men that we tend to help in the group. At Andy's Man Club, any man over the age of 18 can come to Andy's Man Club. I suppose if I had to give an answer, I would say men around their 40s. Maybe this is probably the people I see the most at Andy's Man Club. But at different parts of the country, that could be different age groups. We do get a lot of men of all different ages, certainly ranging from the early to mid-20s all the way up until the 60s and 70s. But I would probably say around about the age of your mid-30s to mid-40s is probably where you get the majority of men coming from. So Michael's answer was basically like people in their 40s um, would go in there. But obviously people, men were dying at the age of 45 from committing suicide, which again, as the boys mentioned, it's far too young. Like you should be living to at least, you're 80 plus at least, I'd say. But obviously any any age can go, which is amazing because, you know, as Jamie said, if he's got mental health problems at 19, um, you know, at least he can get that support he needs for the future so that he's not struggling on his own growing up and that hopefully one day he can then support his family if he goes on to have one. It's obviously important as well that you've got men of different ages mixing together because you can share experiences and ultimately help each other feel better. Like, uh, exactly. Each other. Yeah, exactly. Like once you go, you can feel like you could go back and then you keep going, and you feel like a lot more confident to talk about it, and so that's a good thing. And like maybe they'll create like meet new people in there and like create friends, and then if they are lonely, then it's like a place where they can look forward to it each Monday, going to speak to mm -hmm. people and seeing like people. Definitely. I mean, you've got these mental health charities all over the country. Uh, which is obviously just a representation of how bad the problem is, but why do you think men struggle to open up? Well, it's sort of being able to provide for their families, you know, not wanting to feel like a letdown, not wanting to feel like they're wasteful, you know, because at the end of the day, it's being pride, it's being strong. You don't want to show emotions like weakness, because if you do, then, you know, it, it just makes you feel, what's the point? You know, what's the point of me being here, sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. So we, we did ask Michael why, from what he sees working at the charity, why he thinks men struggle, struggle to open up. I think men still struggle to open up because I think they still see it as a weakness. They still see it as a sense of sort of embarrassment um, or a burden to others that they don't want to be. Men still are seen as having to be the providers. There's still that sort of old school mentality that men have to be there and provide and that's not necessarily the case these days, but a lot of men still have that mentality that passed down through previous generations. So I still think there is that sort of st strong upper lip mentality that men have to provide and can't have weakness or can't show weakness or can't show their emotions. So there's a lot of men with that mentality who won't open up and don't think it's acceptable to do so. But that's what it's all about. Places like Andy's Man Club and a whole other places have to try and sort of reverse those stigmas and show men that it is okay to talk and talk about your emotions and your feelings in order to be able to get better and get the help you need. So again, it's going back to the old school mentality, which is like still like the stigma for men. And like relating back to the earlier question, like it's men, like suicide is the leading cause to men aged 45, which is really, really too young. And so a lot of people do see it as a weakness and like men don't want to be seen, seen as a weak. No, don't want to be emasculated. Not at all. No, no definitely. So... Will, have you, like, suffered with mental health in the past? Um, I have. Um, most recently, I was involved in a hit-and-run car accident um, in Sunderland. 
and obviously the other driver drove off and left me and it's really had a massive impact on my studies and my mental health in as a, a whole really because you know I've, I'm one of them that I don't like to speaking up um, I like to bottle things up which I shouldn't um, but obviously after receiving help from the university's wellbeing team and some getting some counselling sorted out um, I'm sort of trying to get myself back on track as best I can which again isn't easy I've still got a long road to go but you know receiving that report speaking up makes that difference because you just never know what's going through people's minds at this time especially mine obviously like I say um, my family have been really helpful and supportive for me so I'm very very lucky in that sense but yeah speaking up really does make a difference so as Will says there it's obviously so important to talk to people so we asked Michael how people can get in contact with Andy's Man Club if you would like to get in touch with Andy's Man Club you can contact us via email at info at andysmanclub.co.uk also check out andysmanclub.co.uk website it shows you where all of our current 155 groups are around the uk along with all the ones in the northeast as well as the option to join online so hopefully this podcast has helped you and hopefully you like feel you can speak up and don't be afraid to speak up please speak up please make a difference don't suffer in silence yeah definitely uh as, as jim said i would just hope this is giving people the confidence to speak up and just remember that there's absolutely no stigma against being emotional. People need to realise that. There's nothing wrong with speaking up whatsoever. No. Don't be afraid. No. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.